Princess Logan is a homegrown player. Here playing for Los Dos. To swing it in. Edge of the area. It's Van Damme! And Yella Van Damme with an absolute screamer. The big Belgian putting Galaxy in front of the road. Difficult strike to execute. Boom! Powerful. And LA Galaxy is winning it 1-0. I mean, we just we fall asleep on a play that maybe we could have done better on collectively. We can't single anyone out. Um, you know, we deserved at least a point, in my opinion, three. You know, hats off to San Jose. They, you know, they, they do what they do best and they stay in the game. But with that being said, um, you know, we could have closed the game out better. Listen, everyone talks about we're missing players, this and that. I would go to war with these guys any day. From the, from the bottom of the roster to the top. So, you know, it'll be good when we get those guys back, but just know that this team can compete, and we'll bounce back to this. Doing this special legit here, listening to Ryan's podcast. I appreciate you guys. Love y'all. Welcome to the Riot Squadcast. My name is Ed Rodriguez, and I'm always I'm joined by my co-host, the Hulk Hogan of podcasting, Chris Zero Cool Tucker. How you doing, buddy? Wow, apparently I'm a, a racist. Uh, I mean, well, no, this is this is good. I'm I I like your Hulk Hogan reference because if you if you don't follow us on Twitter, if you don't follow me on Twitter, over the last 36 hours, Ed has discovered New Japan Pro Wrestling, and fewer things in the world have made me happy. <laughs> So they had a marathon on, and I told them, I'm like, I'm just going to do this all day. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. I so, got to admit, it was very, very good. If you don't follow Japanese wrestling at all, um, New Japan is doing the G1 special in Long Beach, California this weekend on Access TV. So they've been playing a basically a best of of matches over the last 12 months on Access all weekend. And uh, Ed caught that and uh, fell down a hole of amazing five-star matches. Oh, yeah. Who, do you have a favorite yet? Oh, um, any match that is with Okada, I think oh, his name is. He's, he is a five-star matchmaker. Yeah, I mean, that, that dude's pretty amazing. Uh, Okada, you had a little, you were watching some Naito. Um, I think you had uh, Ishii. I can get down with some uh, some uh, Juice Robinson. Some Juice Robinson. You, I like that dude. You had some Ricochet and some Will Ospreay. Yeah, Ricochet's uh, awesome. Ed discovered uh, the Young Bucks and Bullet Club. Um, so now we just got to get him full into the Chaos versus Bullet Club rivalry. <laughs> I hope. And then you'll be you'll be in. Right, sure, I guess. That's uh, that's what's happening. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's it's happening. I'm already falling through the rabbit hole, so yeah, it's, it's hey, happening already. It's, it wait gets better. Yeah. <laughs> wait, till, wait till you're ready for Wrestle Kingdom at the at the top of the year. All right. That's what that's the WrestleMania of New Japan. All right, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, so we're going to start off a little bit with a little bit of Lars news. Uh, the next game is going to be July 4th. Lars always has a pretty big, uh, you know, pregame for that. We are going to be doing a potluck style barbecue 
Uh, we will have uh, burgers and hot dogs go in, so you won't have to worry about that. If, if you, but we do ask people if you want to bring something like a dessert or chips, drinks, whatever, you know, come come by. Sharing is caring, people, so we're going to have that. We're also going to be doing the Lars Beer Olympics. So if you've never been to one of our 4th of July uh, tailgates, we'll just have like a, a boat race tournament or you have like a flip cup tournament. Um, and then uh, we're going to we're gonna try to do those again this year. So if you want to come out, uh, bring beer so you know because we're not all gonna have like I'm not gonna provide you know enough for all of you yeah exactly so bring the beer if you guys are are, are willing participants and um, you know remember to eat and drink water because it is gonna be hot and we don't want you passing out like Ed style it's it's a Tuesday so if you have work the next day like be be reasonable yeah exactly but if you don't want to be reasonable that's, yeah, that's fine too then, we'll take care of you yeah exactly we'll, yeah and then we're not fun. responsible for you yes, but we'll take care we'll take of care you. of you exactly um. So let's just hop into it because it's been a pretty crazy couple weeks. So, um, we got we're going to be uh, reviewing the San Jose game and then previewing the RSL Fourth of July game. Um, we're recording this literally like twelve hours after yeah. last night's game. One fifty on Sunday. <sighs> it's I haven't felt this terrible like even in a terrible year or a bad year. I wouldn't call it terrible. I'll say a bad year. This feels yeah. really really bad. Oh seven was a terrible year. 06 was a pretty terrible year. Uh, 08 was pretty terrible. This is a bad year. Um, this is a year with uh, thin rosters and younger players. A whole lot of injuries. A, a metric fuck ton of injuries. Uh, a bunch of suspensions. Just a, a call-ups. A, innumerable yeah. reasons as to why we don't have a regular starting 11. And... Uh, small moments that keep going against us. Yeah, we had 12 players out for this game. 12 players. It's... No, it's... It's, <laughs> it's incredibly... It's every week. <sighs> like, every week, it's something. Yeah. Uh, you know, this week, it's going to be... Or this upcoming week, it'll be yellow now. Um, but every week, there's a new reason. Every every week, we're missing another player for a different reason. Um, and as an organization, as a team, we've had to try to, you know, learn to cope with it. But... You know, you play the players that you got. Exactly. And that's that's just where we seem to regularly be. Yeah, so starting lineup, we had Clement Diop, uh, Garcia, Dave Romney, Van Dam, and Hugo Ariano in the back line. Uh, Jao Pedro, Jaime Real being your center defensive mids. And then you have uh, Bradford Jameson, uh, Jose Villarreal, and Boateng as your uh, other midfielders. And then Jack McBean as your lone striker. I mean, considering that it's this is probably what you're you have what let's see, two starters in there. Two starters, yeah. Maybe two people who would otherwise have their job if everyone was healthy. Yeah, not have their job, but would be starting. If yeah, exactly. Was so I mean, going to this lineup, I was like, okay, you know, it's it's still a, a decent enough lineup where you can go into San Jose and get a point at least. Which which really says more about your expectations of San Jose, yeah, than what it says about Galaxy players. Um, if you have a lineup that has nine reserve players and you still think, all right, well, we, you know, we can get a draw out of this game. Um, like most people in MLS, you have very, very low expectations of the San Jose earthquakes and what you expect them to do at home. Yeah. Cause considering San Jose, I mean, they're still, what they're like a fourth place, I think in the, in the West right now, I think they're or third, fourth, third or fourth. fourth or, well, I was going to say fifth. But. Um, no, no, they're definitely, they're definitely fourth or third. Okay. Um, and, and considering they had, eight to nine of their starting players playing against guys like ours who are tip you know balancing between USL and MLS yeah and, and more 
more regularly USL. Yeah, what did I say? Well, you said USL. You said they're balancing okay. MLS and USL. Okay, no, I thought I said something regularly that... for for USL. Then. Yeah, so I mean, it's considering the the way it happened, though. I mean, I am still very, 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 very mad about uh, how the loss happened, but um, I'm just hoping that our guys can get healthy because it's this is getting crazy. It's a hard sell. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen recently on Galaxy Twitter, I'm not, I don't pay for USL games. Right. Like, I don't pay to watch a USL team. Um, if I am going to pay to watch a USL team, then I will go to a USL game. But you are, you know, you're still paying. And, and the, look, the team can't control injuries. Um, they should be able to control suspensions to a degree, and they can't control call-ups. They're doing the best they can with the people that are on the field, um, or at least that's you know, what we all have to operate with. We have to operate with the hope that Anolfo is going to make the best decisions based on the players he has. Um, I don't agree that he did that in San Jose. I thought uh, he was outcoached by someone who just got the job. Um, But, you know, we, we have to play these, these USL guys, these, these Academy kids in most of the cases, because we walked into the season with, at least the thinnest roster I can recall in years. Oh, definitely. And now it's it's coming to hurt us, and it's, it was always going to hurt us when we got to a roster um, uh, congestion. Um, there's so many games so quickly that if someone gets hurt for, you know, let's take Jermaine Jones. You have a guy who, who was hurt for four weeks, allegedly. Um, he's now missed, I think, seven or eight. Yeah. But in that time, he's missed like 10 games mm-hmm. because we have so many matches. Not that he was, you know, going to be a linchpin to help us get over any hurdle, but we're at a point where we just needed the body and we can't count on him for the body because of an injury he had seven weeks ago. Um, so it's, it's, it's rough. It's hard, but it's rough and hard. It's rough and hard, but you, you know, you need, you need an organization and a, and a head coach in place that's going to make the best decision he can with the people he has. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about a little bit of the positive from the game. Um, you finally have Yellow Van Dam get his goal that he's wanted for so long. Apparently I called this. I, I don't remember because I haven't gone back to listen since. It. I don't remember. Um, but what a sweet goal it was. It was, it was a beauty, and it, was, it reminded me um, just slightly of the Romney goal uh, that he got earlier in the year. Where the ball gets crossed in, he took it on his left foot right off the bounce. Oh, yeah. Shot past. I loved that Yella got his goal in San Jose in front of 50,000 of their fans. And Victor Bernardes fucked up the the defensive play that left him wide open. Like one of the biggest assholes in MLS um, was the the man who left the opening for Yella's goal. Um, Everything else was bad. Yeah. um, Very few bright spots, I thought. I thought, thought BJ had a good game again. I thought Jose had a good game again. I think Jaime probably took a couple steps back. I think he had a pretty terrible game. He had a game. He's, he, it's not even so much that I would say he had a bad game. I just felt like he kind of um, wilted under the, the pressure. pressure of playing away, playing in an in entirely unfamiliar environment, and playing in, fr- I mean, wh- in front of 50,000. the first time that I can recall Jaime Villarreal has played in front of 50,000 people. Yeah. Um, who were very much opposed to the idea of you being successful. And I, I think of all the USL guys, he was probably the person that suffered from that the most. Um, Jose stepped up. Jose stepped up, had another strong game, another strong showing. Um, maybe the one of the best of the bunch because it, it wasn't a great night for, for anyone, really. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's what happens when you have these, these younger kids. That's what happens when you're leaning on these younger guys 
to make you know this big contribution in these big environments in these big games yeah i thought um even uh, garcia right back i thought it was fine yeah like serviceable um ariana i thought had a, 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 ge- a game to forget even yella like he was fine it, everyone everyone was just not and it just seemed like uh cohesive i guess it just it just looked like it was we just got overrun and we just couldn't get a foot on the ball and and, and try to to stop the 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 flow of their attacks. Yeah, I mean it's going. I mean, speaking specifically on Rafa Garcia, um, who I, I agree, I thought he was he was okay. Um, I would have loved to have seen Jao Pedro and Rafa Garcia in the midfield together, so that you don't have to start Jaime Villarreal in front of fifty thousand people away to what I still believe to be our biggest rivals, um, what many of us believe to be our biggest rivals. And if Jaime and Jose grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, as we know they did, or in Inglewood, they would, by this age, he would know something of that rivalry. You know, presumably he really genuinely would, has been around long enough to dislike San Jose. Um, if you can start Garcia next to Jao Pedro, you don't have that liability of, of Jaime Villarreal. Robbie Rogers went on the season-ending injury list a month and a half ago, and we still haven't signed a right back. Yeah. We, we still rely on Nathan Smith, who has, you know, and not to go at not to go after any of the players really, but a, a guy who wasn't even involved. We still have Nathan Smith, who has uh, a rough game. We'll say uh, every other time he touches the field. We still have Bradley Diallo, who is marginally okay and is still a USL talent. We're still at a place a month and a half after we've after a month and a half after the club has officially said that their planned right back is not going to be coming back. Forget about the fact that they knew going into the year, he wasn't going to be playing. They knew last year there was a chance he wasn't going to be playing, but a month and a half after we've officially said he's done for the season, we still don't have a right back. So we still have to play a converted defensive midfielder at right back and get taken advantage of week after week after week. I, now I'm getting angry. I don't put it on. Now I'm getting pissed. I don't put it on the players. I don't put it on Jaime Vieira because he had no business being in that in that game. I don't put it at Rafa Garcia because he had no business playing right back. We should have had a, a, a permanent right back solution for I mean we have 225 grand to spend uh, on the of the Robbie Rogers money for a season ending injury list. A month and a half after we've officially put him on the list, we still don't have cover in that position. I put this game entirely on the front office and the administrative people who make these decisions. Period. No, I agree to a point, but I also agree, like, yeah. I feel like I haven't gotten mad like that in a I while. know, it's I'm been feeling, a while, dude. I know, I know. Um, I, I agree with you, but I also agree, like, it's just, it, it's, you can't play with 12 of your players out. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I, you know, we'll get to a call in a little bit that, that kind of goes into a little bit more, but exactly says how you can't challenge any other team to tr- play with a half of their team out with injury or suspension. And, and dare them to try to, to go to an away rival and take them to the brink and then, you know, lose at the end. But Sure. And that's, and that's why you can't blame the players. Um, and that's why, that's why I don't even... I, I partially blame Anolfo. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But for the most part, I, I blame the fact that our, our plan for a backup was USL guys. Our mm-hmm. plan for the season was Galaxy 2. If, you know, we've been decimated in the midfield, absolutely decimated in the midfield, losing Jones, Sebastian Legette, Bajo Husidic. Um, I'm sure I'm missing someone. We've, we've had so many people go down. Um, you know, we, we've dealt with these injuries uh, as best we can. But Rafa Garcia should be your step in. 
And we can't have Rafa Garcia step into that position because we still don't have someone to play this position. And Garcia will play wherever you need him. He is he is that that McGee type. Um, I don't granted I don't see him attacking as much, but he is that guy who says, "Where do you need me? I just want minutes." Uh, Hugo Ariano is a center back that we have to play at left back uh, because Dave Romney, who is our, our our left back cover, has to play at center back because we don't have anyone to play that spot, and that's because Steris got hurt. Um, and, and, and Jones is seen as a questionable cover for it. Uh, but if Cole goes out, we don't have a left back. We don't have real left back cover. If, uh, I don't even know who to say for right back because it's Smith and Diallo and Garcia, like three USL G2 guys. And one of them is a defensive midfielder. Yeah. It's three guys that you don't see as a reliable (laughs) right back. It's three guys who are not the right back for the LA galaxy. Yeah. You know, even if you, and I I was never all that on board with Robbie Rogers, but even if Robbie Rogers was the guy, you could say Robbie Rogers is the right back of the LA galaxy. I don't, I think if you can get an honest answer out of anyone in the front office, they're not going to tell you Bradley Diallo is the right back for the LA Galaxy. He is an option. Yeah. He is Well, they're all options. Yeah, they're all bodies. But that's not what you're looking for. I'm not relying on them to have an an amazing game every week in, week out. You you would be crazy to think so. Yeah. You would be, uh, you know, we we had Josh Turnley on the bench to back up. uh, We had a USL talent on the bench to back up a USL talent playing left back. And that left back is playing out of position. Yep. Like that's, that's, that's that kind of tells you the story right there. Well, look at, look at just the back line, right? Just the back line. You have Hugo Ariano, a center back, Yella Van Dom, a center back, Dave Romney, a left back, and Rafa Garcia, a defensive midfielder. That's your back line. That's your back line. Going into your rivalry game in, in front of 50,000 people. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, you know, so to finish off the, the, uh, goals, you have Wanderlaski scoring in the 75th minute. Just turning Jaime Villarreal left, right, and center, and that shows that, and that shows you the uh, the level that these two players are at. I mean, Jaime giving Chris Wondolowski, who's a person you probably never give, you don't want to give him that much space. Yeah, give him all the space in the world. And Yella, Yella destroyed him. Yeah, the whole game, Yella had Wando in his yeah. pocket. but in that in that moment, that one quick counter counter attack, long ball from the goalie. Um, I think they were defending a corner. Um, Jaime never. Re- I mean, if you watch the play a couple times, Jaime never really stood a chance. You had a, you had a guy who was far no. more experienced, uh, uh, far more technically gifted, if you will. Yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten, you're gonna you're gonna put money on on Wondolowski to to beat Jaime Villarreal. And that's what's insane. Like those fucking people are gonna play that video for a decade. They are gonna play the highlights of this game for the next ten fucking years, and it it will be their it'll be their their season ticket holder package gift. It'll be the thing that they remind people, hey, remember that time we beat the Galaxy at home at Stanford in front of 50,000 people? They will entirely cut out the fact that it was against nine USL players. And 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 to be to be a little fair to Jaime, it was a deflective shot, you know, mm-hmm. so much nothing much and nothing much Diop could have done on that one. No. So I'm not blaming Diop on that one. And even Diop I would say had a, had an okay game. Yeah, an okay game. He had that weird moment where like he, he dove, he dove head yeah. first to, to clear the ball out. It worked, I guess, man. What could you say? And the Diop giveth and the, and the Diop, Diop taketh take away. Um and then you have my probably my most hated player on San Jose, Shea Salinas. I hate that yeah. guy so much. I knew as soon as he came on it. I hate that guy so, I saw him put his, his shirt on and I'm like, oh, God, I hate that guy. Well I said it with more colorful language in front I'm of sure. my my family but yeah. um uh you have a 90 plus three or should we you know what let's let's talk about the our we'll talk about the bernardez handball first okay before we get into that um 
And I'm I'm not one. I'm I mean always one to blame MLS refs because I mean week in week out they're probably always going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the calls go for you. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Which is a narrative we have preached. Yeah. And but this one was clear, clear handball where Victor Bernardez is waving his arm in the air to try to stop the ball or to distract Van Dam or something, whatever he's doing. But he's literally waving his hand in the box. Well, he is a he is a defender. He's an experienced defender in MLS. I believe he has a couple international caps. As a defender, knowing the boss is being the ball is being crossed in, whether he is trying to block Yellow's vision or not, whether he is trying to actually obstruct the ball the play and the ball with his hand, as a defender, he knows if his hand's in the air and the ball strikes it in the box, it's gonna be a penalty, period. It doesn't matter what his real reasoning behind it was. And he made that decision anyway. And the ball strikes his hand. It's a handball. It should have been a penalty. It doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, in that same sense. We shouldn't, the goal of a team should be, we're going to win the game outright. It doesn't really matter. Knowing how terrible the refs are, um, we're going to do our best to have won the game regardless of, of dumbass ref and decisions. This is a dumbass ref decision. Um, I won't blame the ref for the loss because for to blame the ref for the loss, you have to blame the ref in the Houston game when Alessandrini was offside. Exactly. Um, it, 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 you win some and you lose some. Your goal as an organization to be, it should be to be so far ahead of the other team that when inevitably uh, an MLS ref makes a horrible call. Which they will. Which they will. Whether it goes for you or not, it won't affect, it won't affect your team. Knowing that we were playing, you know, three USL talents and uh, a bunch of guys who, if everyone was healthy, wouldn't be on the field. It would have been, it's a great game for our strikers to go out and get some goals and try to put some of these chances away early so that when some of this nonsense starts happening late, you're still going to be okay. All right. And this, so then we'll talk about now the, the game winning goal from Shea Salinas. But it was a fucking handball. It was a handball. God damn, it was a handball. Um, 90 minutes plus three in extra time to- or stoppage time. Um, Ball's bouncing around, finds its way uh, to Wando, who's soft pass. Um, could have been stopped by Yella or Pedro, but both don't communicate with each other, so no one goes for the ball. Um, and it's uh, it's picked up by Hosen, who dances kind of atop the, the, the box, lays it off to Salinas, who, f- I mean, fires a rocket and goes off the, the crossbar and, and into the goal. I yeah, mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, for for on a San, San Jose standpoint, I mean, that was... For them, it was perfect. Perfect goal. Awful moment of my existence. So I'm 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 putting the the I'm putting that on on Van Dam and, and Pedro not talking to each other because you see it's Wanda like literally like mispasses it, which is the two senior players. Yeah, the two senior players on the team. You see him. You see Wondolowski mispass it, and it's like slowly rolling. So I th- you I think Pedro thought Yellow was gonna go for it. I think Yellow thought Pedro was gonna go for it. So that poor communication leads to Hosen who you know assists off that, which goal. would make that Yellow's fault because in in that case then. You need to be the captain. You need to be the 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 experienced player because he is what ten years older than Jao Pedro. You need to be the captain, the big man, the guy who's played in Europe who grabs him and says, "Hey, fuck with like it's my ball," or "Hey, fuck with it's your ball." Um, which is is sad that this is the result and this is the outcome on the the night Yellow had his first goal um, and against fucking San Jose too. But you know that's 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 on that's on the boss. That's on the captain. So to rattle off a little stats, um, LA had seven shots, three on goal, um, 15 fouls committed. Uh, San Jose had 15 shots, only two on goal. 
and, and two goals. Two goals, yeah. Ima- Make imagine, them count. Yeah. And uh, only committed five fouls. Yeah. So to see uh, either, you know, you can see that's uh, L.A. being on the back foot and being a little aggressive, trying to stop the San Jose attack, or mm-hmm. you can see it as uh, the referee calling for San Jose or calling us on fouls more than San Jose, which if you see Twitter or Twitter, if you see Twitter, that's kind of like everyone's uh, everyone's uh, bag is like, oh, the ref sucked and yeah. called nothing for us. No, the ref is awful. The ref was terrible. If you use the ref as an excuse for why we lost that game, uh, you will begin to sound like a Sounders fan. That is what they do. You are a Galaxy fan. You are inherently better than them. Um, even if the team loses a game, even if if we get screwed by a ref, my belief when it comes to being a Galaxy supporter, when it comes to my club, is you are, by your birthright, better than everyone else in the league. Take your loss on the chin. McBean didn't score. Villarreal didn't score. Uh, Mendiola, Bradford Jameson, like the, look at your front four. Uh, didn't score. Hey, uh, take it on the chin. Move the fuck on. Yeah. Um, and so with this game, that officially marks the halfway of the season. Like, that's crazy, right? It feels like it only started, like, yesterday. Yeah. It's already halfway through All our season. All my troubles seemed so, so far, far away. away. <laughs> um, and I wanted, to, I wanted to say this one quote from, um, from Yella uh, about uh, what happened yesterday. He goes, I know that I shouldn't have done it, but it's hard when you work your ass off for 90 minutes and then you play 12 against 11. I just told him that he screwed us over. Then he gave me my second yellow and the red card. Uh, that's his call. I apologize to the team for the red card, not to the referees. He screwed us over. Um, I guess it's slipping. He's slipping right into additional games uh, yeah. of suspension. Because he's like, now that's he's my word. He's going on Instagram, Twitter, just rattling off against MLS refs. And, and I, I love Yella. I mean, I am I'm bi- openly biased uh, towards Yella Van Dam. We're at a point now where you've been suspended twice for, and I, I the commentators on the Facebook stream said it, and I thought they were terrible, but they got this one spot on. We're at a point now where Yella has received four yellow cards for believing he was done wrong by a ref. In all four of those cases, well, in the, in in at least uh, in at least the tonight's games, uh, he was well. The the fourth one he got uh, last night was justified. He was angry after the fact and went back to jaw jack to the ref. But in the first three, he's absolutely right. The Portland players dove. He received two yellows for dissent, um, physical dissent, whatever the hell that meant, um, and uh, or visual dissent. And then this time he got. He got a descent card for fucking screaming at the ref after a missed handball call. Um, you know, you you've got to, as a captain, on on particularly in the position where we are so ravaged with injuries, um, you have to be smarter and you have to say, hey, look, the ref is terrible. The ref was terrible last week. I've got to control my temper and and get through this because now we're without him for Tuesday. We should be able to beat RSL without him. RSL's terrible. But are we at a point where now Jao Pedro is the only senior player we're playing? I mean, this is the position Yellis put us in. And and now he's going after uh, the refs and he's going after MLS. Where he's tagging MLS on Twitter. Where he's tagging MLS on Instagram to go after these people because he's he's upset about how he was done wrong. Yeah, hopefully at most we can uh, he gets a fine and not any additional games because... I think the last thing we need is, is to be without Yellow for a couple of weeks, you know. I mean, we're already going to get a little break with the, with, between uh, the Open Cup game against San Jose and, and the the game against well, Manchester United, which is like what? a five-day break, which is more than we've gotten between the well, last three weeks. Let me ask you if you remember. Why did we get to play Yellow in the last Open Cup game? Because he got suspended. Why will we get to play Yellow against San Jose in the Open Cup game? Because he got suspended. 
it's becoming a problem. Yeah. It's becoming a huge problem from the captain, the best defender we had, arguably the best defender in the league and definitely the best defender on the galaxy is consistently suspended. Uh, so much so that it's helping us in our open cup run. Um, but it's becoming detrimental. It's becoming drastically detrimental that his mouth is getting him in trouble. If you're going to get red carded against San Jose, drop kick Wondolowski in the face with your cleats on. Make it fucking count. Make it count. Like, end <laughs> someone's career and make it count. Oh, I don't know about that, but... No, it, Victor Bernardes. Shea uh, Salinas. Okay, then where are we... Yeah, the, some, you, made, you said the magic words. Find Linehart and drop kick that guy in his house and earn your... I don't know if you get a red card for that, but earn your, <laughs> earn your suspension. Jawjacking to a referee where that's going to do nothing after the fact, after the game, is stupid. Absolutely. All right, so uh, let's get to one of our calls we had, the, our one call we had this week. What's up, Riot Squadcast? This is Matt in Denver. Uh, OG listener since episode one. First time calling in, though. I'm disappointed. I am disappointed in the loss tonight against San Jose. I'm disappointed in the way they lost, you know, another stoppage time, goony, dark magic, you know, blood of the innocent style sacrifice that I'm sure they had to make before this game in order to win it again. Um, and, you know, another goal similar to Wando from 2012 or the Gordon one from four or five years ago that, you know, we're probably going to have to see on MLS highlights and promos for the Cali Classico for another decade or something. Um, that said, I think I'm a little bit more positive than the rest of Galaxy Twitter on this one. You know, I think I challenge any team in Major League Soccer to go into this game playing on the road against a team in their not normal venue of a soccer civic stadium, you know, in a college football stadium with 50,000 seats and it's going to be completely sold out and it's marketed as their biggest home game of the regular season. And to go into that game on the road with, you know, 40% of their senior team unavailable, their two best attacking players unavailable, and I'd say five arguably possibly six, maybe even seven of their preferred starting 11 all available. And despite all of those things, you know, everything that could have gone wrong in terms of the preparation for this, in terms of the players available, did. And despite all of that, you know, the Galaxy were still, you know, holding on 75th minute before Wando scores that goal, and it still took a last-minute goal. You know, all those things that had to go wrong, and San Jose still barely came out with the win. I think a remotely healthy Galaxy team, you know, holds on to that draw. I think a team with Giovanni Dos Santos, with Roman Alessandrini, I think the Galaxy probably win that game, maybe not handedly, you know, like – 4-2 like they did earlier this season, but I think they walked out of there with three points. So, you know, I'm taking the hashtag, you know, positive galaxy tweet approach to this, you know, uh, not sure what everybody else is thinking, everybody, and if you guys want to totally disagree, that's fine with me. Thanks for taking my call and listening. Uh, have a good one. Love the show. All right. Thank you, Matt from Denver. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, you know, um, I agree. I mean, this is this was – a super thin roster that we took up so much so that we had to call up a USL defender for our USL defenders. Yeah. To cover, to cover um, a couple things quickly. Uh, I love the idea that we have someone who was down from day one, who is yeah, in that Denver. Is awesome. like that's fucking cool. Um, also great call. Thank you, Matt, um, for your opinion and calling in to let us know what you think, man. Um, I, I agree. I, I do agree with you. If we had a full complement of players, I think we walk all over San Jose. Absolutely. And that's and that's great. 
Um, the part that concerns me, as Ed says, is you have a backup backing up a backup um, in specifically our left back. Uh, if Ashley Cole was down, it should be Bradley Diallo or Nathan Smith, which if you want to go if you want to go one level down on a depth chart to USL. OK, I mean, that's that's thin. Uh, it, even that's thin. But when you're at a, when you're at a point where that that backup has to cover right back and then his backup is playing right back and then his backup is gone. Um, it just. Look, we went into the season without enough people. We went into the season without enough experienced MLS players and the hope going into it, even from the early death chart that, that you and I did on the show. I said from the outset, the goal has to be no injuries. The goal, the ideology has to be that we're never going to be missing any of these guys. Yeah, you jinxed us, man. Now everyone's injured. I fucking, nah, I didn't jinx us. <laughs> I didn't jinx us. I wanted experienced MLS players. I wanted younger MLS players than going out to get old Europeans, but I wanted someone, Corey Ash, you know, someone who's been in the league, who's played in the league regularly as an adult. Um, I, that's what I wanted. And, and we went into the season saying, well, we'll have one first team of, you know, relatively experienced MLS players, and then we'll just have um, the academy as the backup. And and I was thinking about it during the game. If we're trying to – where did I put my phone? If we're trying to uh, do the – what is it? La Masia? The, if we're trying to do the Barcelona style of this Jose Villarreal, Bradford Jameson, Jack McBean, Raul Mendiola, those guys play together for four, five, six years in development – by the time they come up, it's not so much that Jose Villarreal is the best player in the league or McBean is the best player in the league. But when those two are together, they know each other so well that that's going to make up for any any technical lapse. Um, that's great. That's a great theory. It's You're going to have growing pains between the beginning of that process and the end of that process. And we're at the growing pains part. Um, the question is why you go up in, in ticket prices when you do that, why you add a football team to your stadium while you do that, while you go up in um, in parking fees, why there's less games as a part of your season ticket book while you do that, while why there's less amenities to your team while you're going through this growing pain of, of trying to transition your academy into your first team. Yeah, and I mean, I'll add that, the uh, you know, one good thing I thought about the game was that, I mean, going forward and attack, like the guys looked – Good. I mean, I think the final pass was was a little to be desired, but um, I think I think they're growing into you know. I mean, they've they've known each other. They've played with each other for for years now down in USL or you know. So hopefully we can get some of the guys like uh, Allison Allison back. Hopefully Cole is you know whatever little injury that he has is mm-hmm. he got a little break and maybe he can come back and and on Tuesday we'll have somewhat of some some of our guys back and then who knows I think Jallo might be back so. Which is like, that's the problem. We just need bo- we need bodies, and we need bodies who contribute, like Cole and like Alessandrini. Yeah, Cole and Alessandrini and Gio and and. I don't know if Gio's probably not gonna be back for Tuesday. Zardes, eh. Zardes is gone far, for well, I mean, like, as far as contributing. Contributing, yeah. But the problem is, you're we're at a point where we have to say, hey, hopefully we get Bradley Diallo back, um, because that's at least that keeps us from having to play Rafa Garcia and right back, so we can play Garcia with Jao Pedro where. It, Joe Petras actually looked good. He's exactly. competent. Um, moving, moving kind of backwards, um, where we need these guys. Where a month and a half ago we were like, well, hopefully we get a right back so that Bradley Diallo doesn't have to play right back anymore. Now we're like, well, hopefully Bradley Diallo will be back so Rafa Garcia doesn't have to play right back anymore <laughs> because we're such a makeshift fucking organization from top to bottom right now. 
Yeah, I guess, and then on the last note, I guess one good thing about the game still is that we're still in the playoff spot. You know, we're still there. We're still above the line. And uh, I guess we can we can take this that little silver lining, I guess, right? Chris just has his, his head in his hands. And what has happened to this club? Where that's if, good, that's like our, our hey, silver you know lining. What's positive about halfway through the season? <laughs> we're still in the we're playoff spot. We're in sixth in a playoff spot. Uh, we're in sixth in a playoff spot, and we're, what, two spots south of San Jose in sixth, halfway through the season, playing nine USL players against our rival where we lose in the 92nd minute. Um, yeah. where, where our coach has a sub in his pocket and doesn't think doesn't think far enough in advance, hey, let me bring on literally fucking anybody so that we can waste time and, and get out of this game with a point. Let me Because, look, we get out with a point, and I'm not really mad at all. This shockingly, this is not my angry voice. I'm not mad at the result at all. Um, playing I nine USL, it was expected. I, I expected it. Playing nine USL players, we probably have every right losing that game. But in the 91st minute, maybe a sub off Hugo Ariano for uh, what was it? Josh Turnley. Uh, maybe a sub off Ariano for Josh Turnley, who is a, a left back on Galaxy Two, like Ariano is a center back on Galaxy Two. And it takes Ariano some time to get off the field. You can kill the clock and you can at least slow down the, um, the pressure, the, the that pressure and the tempo that San Jose was playing us at. And you can, you can make this sub take 30, 45 seconds, maybe a minute and slow down that constant pressure and that tempo that San Jose had moved the game to. If you had a half decent, competent coach that wasn't being outcoached by a guy who got the job two days earlier, maybe, maybe that's something we do that. Th- there's a reason I'm mad at it all. Use the one sub that's sitting in your pocket, meaningless, a meaningless substitution that's wasted, that could have at least, you know, ran out the end of the game or got us to a point where San Jose had to stop and restart and our team could reset so we're not getting caught on a break. But, you know, I'm I'm just an angry, negative, ex-Galaxy, ex, uh, whatever, fan. Or not ex-Galaxy fan, but ex-Lars president. Hey, I was trying to end up some positivity, man. You just brought that shit down again. I was thinking about that fucking cuck on Reddit. But. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, so um, that's the that's the end of our uh, our San Jose um, review. Uh, again, just just terrible, terrible. Never never good to to lose against that team. Um, so we're gonna go moving on to uh, our game on Tuesday, July the fourth against. I appreciate RSL. every single member of the ACB that traveled to that away game. Seriously, because you 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 put up your heart and you put up your money and you put up your time, and again the team served you up fucking shit. Ooh, now we got really angry, Chris. I like that. That's the next game. That's the next game. <laughs> we're playing. Uh, <laughs> we're playing RSL on Tuesday for July the fourth. This is the twenty-first consecutive July first game. We, July fourth game. Sorry, at home. We will never play on the fourth of July away. Ever. ever. Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say ever because you know it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, previous five meetings with LA. Uh, LA is three one and one against RSL. Uh, LA top scorer is still Ramon Alessandrini with eight. RSL's top scorer is Yura Movsisian with five goals. Uh, the last LA meeting, uh, LA won or LA versus RSL. Uh, LA won two one on game winning goal by, of course, Emma Boateng. Yeah. Um, LA are six with twenty two points from seventeen games with a record of six seven and four. RSL are last in the league, not just in the West, in the league, with seventeen points. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, seventeen points from nineteen games. The record is five twelve and two. Uh, it's a lot of losses. You Jesus saw San Christ. Jose's goals came on Emma's side once he got subbed out. Yep. Okay. Just yeah. checking. Just one to make sure. Thanks for that, Kurt. In Genius. R- in RSL's last five games, they've lost to Houston, lost to Dallas, beat Minnesota, lost to San Jose, and lost to Orlando. Um, don't know if Cole or, or uh, Ramon will be back for this game. 
Um, I'm thinking maybe they both just got some rests so they can Cole, be ready. Cole's been playing for a year and a half straight on yeah. 35-year-old legs. Yeah. Um, we all know Yellow's going to be suspended for this game for the stupid-ass yellow card. Uh, two yellow cards and the red card he got for the San Jose game. On descent. On descent. So that's, yeah, like I said, four cards. Four cards on fucking descent yeah. in a season. Yeah. That's That's got to change, man. Especially from your captain. That's got to change. Um, Chris, let me get your prediction and lineup for this game. Um, we're going to win because it's the 4th of July, which actually that doesn't mean anything. That but we're going to win we, yeah. because we're playing a sub-500 team. The, the narrative that's been going around, and if you look at the results um, and the scheduling, the narrative that's been going around is we lose home games. Home games don't matter half as much as whether the team we're playing is good. If we play a team that's above 500, um, we're going to lose, whether we're home or away. If we're playing a team that is sub-500, we're going to win, home or away, or we're likely to win, or we get a result. Um, it's not that we have an issue winning at home. It's that we're, we've played decent teams at home. Um, we're... As we are now, whether it's uh, whatever kind of mixture of USL and, and MLS players we have, it's that we're not very good. So if we're playing a team that is very good, we're, we're unlikely to win. RSL's god-awful, so we should win. We need a thumping fucking result. We need a lot of goals. I don't really see that anywhere on the team, so I'll, I'll take I'll take one nothing. Um, McBean. All right. Um, this game has a 0-0 written all over it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think my, my lineup, uh, you know, Diop, I think, goal. Uh, Smith, if Diallo's, if Diallo's not good to go. Um, I think maybe Romney, Ariano, center back pairing. And then depending if Cole's ready to go, maybe Josh uh, Turnley, Turnley yeah. as, your, as your left back. Um, Garcia and Pedro as your center defensive mids. Uh, BJ, Jose, and Mendiola as your other midfielders. And then McBean up top. Well... The only one, one of the only places I would disagree with you is Mendiola because it's going to be Boateng. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't think be, about Boateng. It'll be Boateng for sure. Well, it ha- maybe he gets why. a there's rest. Your, there's your one goal. Actually, fucking changing my answer. Uh, Emma Boateng won nothing. There you go. Emma Boateng won nothing over. I was going to say like maybe maybe uh, uh, Emma gets a rest for this game. No, but you got to play. play him. You got to play him. If, right? Even if you even if you're just running with the superstition, you got to play Boateng. I completely forgot about him. Um. The center back pairing is really questionable. Uh, I would like to say it would be Romney and Steris, but Steris, even ever since we saw him, even at the Open Cup game, uh, he hasn't been on the bench yet. Yeah. Um, which is the same issue I saw. Uh, maybe Jermaine Jones Jermaine will play Jones, center back. Yeah. Jermaine Jones, despite only you know from what we got told by our insider, three to four um, weeks. Three to four weeks. Absolutely certain. Three to four weeks. That you're was, being a that negative was. asshole for saying anything more than three to four weeks. And he was, he should have been back three to four weeks ago. Seven, seven weeks later. Um, <laughs> he hasn't been on the bench. Uh, he has, he has come to uh, galaxy two games and open cup games. Uh, and he is not dressed or he's dressed, but he's not uh, dressed for, for play. He's, um, oh, no, sat he's in the stands. Jermaine Jones, totally naked when he comes to the track and field stadium. Naked, dick dragging on the ground. Um, disturbing yeah, image uh, but he's he's doesn't appear to be close to coming back and with how quick these games are coming I think and this breaks my heart to say I think as an organization we are more focused on getting him ready for Manchester United than we are for getting him focused about playing RSL I think we really don't want to be in a position where Jaime Villarreal is going up against Manchester United um, they would rather have Jermaine Jones uh, especially given that it looks like they won't have Geo or they won't have uh Chelsea's artists, it's going to be USL players playing 
I can one see, of the biggest teams in the world. I can see Gio coming back, being there. I mean, at least for the Man United game. Like, no way he's going to be back for, for the 4th of July game. Uh, maybe they, they run him out for the San Jose game. Well, he didn't, make, he didn't make the Gold Cup uh, roster, right? No, because he played the Fed Cup. Okay. Yeah. There's two, two so, old, yeah, Gio different. could be back. Jossie won't, for sure. No, Jossie for sure. But, I mean, uh, Gio, no, I mean, at, at, the, at the latest is going to be San Jose um, Open, Open Cup. Cup. And he's not going to play that. They'll mm. rest him. They'll rest him. I mean, he'll have like a week rest already. Yeah. They'll, they'll rest him. It is flying from Russia, so who knows how. Like, they got they got to make sure he's healthy for fucking United. All right. Well, you know, and again, that game is um on Tuesday, July 4th. Damn, what time does that game start? It's got to be 8. Hold on, sorry. My phone's off, so I don't... Yeah. I'll I don't know. Ahead. I turned my phone off because I got angry. 7.30. 7.30 game. 7.30. Um, and then our barbecues uh, for that, they'll usually start like four hours, like on, on the 4th of July, so like... Expect uh, expect it around two, two thirty to start. If you guys want to come out again, you know potluck style, so bring bring some shit. And also to note, if you are because we have listeners that we've heard about who sit in different parts of the stadium, you're welcome yeah, to yeah. come to this fucking celebration. If you want to come, say hi. Ask crack early. If you want to come, we'll have a donation jar. So if you if you feel bad about hey, I'm not in Lars, I don't, I'm not a Lars member, but I, I wanted to come by and I wanted to have a burger, a hot dog. Toss a couple of shekels in the uh, in the, the the tip jar, the donation jar, and you know, you pay for your shit. Come have a good time, have fun. Or not? We really we're or not. Don't. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not asking for donations, but you know, come have hamburgers and hot dogs on us. Like, you're more than welcome. Everyone is welcome. Like, no one is uh, um, no one's gonna be no turned away excluded. if you're like, what section do you sit in? Oh, you sit in 125. No, like you know, it's it's not gonna happen. If you because if, if you walk up and you don't know anyone and it's kind of awkward, find Ed. Find me, find Andrew, if you know what he looks like, the capo from Lars, and just say, hey, I listened to the Riot Squadcast. I wanted to come over and say hi. I knew you guys were doing, you know, 4th of July tailgate. And and trust me, you'll find someone who's welcoming that will we'll bring have, you in with open arms. And have a drink for you, yeah. Um, I'm always grilling, so you'll find me at the grill. So if you guys uh, don't know who, what I look like, I'll be the one at the grill or manning the, the DJ table. I guess, but it's all one table, so spinning it really doesn't the, matter. Spinning the tunes on my on yeah. my iPhone, yeah. Popping the zits and playing the hits. You better <laughs> exactly. believe it, baby. Baby. Shotgun Tom Ed. Shotgun Tom Ed. What should be Shotgun Ed Kelly? Shotgun Ed Kelly in the morning. Wow. Me 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 me. Terrible. That is bad. I'm leaving. All right, so you can find uh, producer Ben on Twitter at DT Radio Ben. You can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Ed the Zombie Thirteen. I'm still available everywhere at zero cool one three eight, and then you can uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Riot Squadcast. If you guys have an email you guys want us to read on 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 the air, uh, shoot us an email at riotsquadcast at gmail You can always uh, call and leave uh, a, a voicemail, voicemail on the like voicemail Matt. line, like our Matt from Denver did uh, at five six two six four one five two seven seven. Uh, I also, again, as always, want to throw out a personal shout-out to listener uh, C for dropping me off with some beautiful, delicious green treats, uh, as always. I'm just saying I'm not jealous that I don't get any gifts, but I'm you know, I'm just going to put that out there. Hey, you know, let people know what you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then you could also go to iTunes, leave us a nice review, five-star, please. Um, and then... Uh, and as always, I, I want to say, like, thank you, Ed. For, for me, um, this is cathartic. Uh, I was I was in as similar a mood as I think anyone listening to this, or as I'm sure you were, after that game. And as always, uh, the Squadcast is a cathartic experience. 
we will never be, how do I say this diplomatically? We will never be the group who attempts to whitewash what's going on with the galaxy. No, never. Um, we uh, will. We're fans first and foremost. So we're going to just talk, talk like how we feel like we're talking, like how we feel about the team. Yes. It's just and what it's going to be. We will try to be as honest as we can uh, without purposely offending anyone or going after specific people. But um, if, if something is fucked up, we're going to let you know it's fucked up. And um, because look, you know, it's fucked up. So it's not our job to convince you that it's not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, to, as always, this is weekly, or in this case now, like every four-day uh, therapy for me in relation to the galaxy. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening. Like, we really appreciate We always appreciate you guys coming up to us and, and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, and I, I listen to the show. I love the show. I'm like, that's awesome. Like We had that at the, at the Open Cup game, yeah. the last Open Cup game. Someone in an ACB scarf, which I probably like more than anything else. When someone from the ACB comes up and can put a, put aside, you know, what had been years previous uh tensions or rivalries between the two groups to say like hey you guys have a, a supporter driven podcast about the galaxy and that was I'm our in. that was our point is like this isn't you know as as much as we have the name of it is riot squad cast the point of it is just to be a fan voice for the team right yeah. and and you know what's great we're canceling the riot squad cast spirit of 96 forever oh, oh god no one knows that <laughs> All right, all right. Um, and please, you know, our little plea to you guys is to always, like, when you see our posts, please uh, like and share it because that will help us out, you know, spreading the word and getting more people, more listeners, and which is always fun for us. Yeah. So please, you know, when you see a, t- a tweet, share it. When you see a, a Facebook post, share it. Like, it's one thing we'd ask for you guys because, you know, we'd, we'd really appreciate it from you guys. Yeah, and preach, preach it to other Galaxy fans. Preach, brother, preach. Let's go. All right, we'll see you guys next week or in, like, four days. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.